all my dear listeners, and welcome to Season 2 of Counter Melody. It is I, your host, Daniel Gundlach, and once again I'm eager to delve into the world of song with you. I'm devoted to bringing you the voices of beloved artists, often focusing on unexpected facets of their artistry. In addition, I look forward to presenting less celebrated but equally treasurable singers who also deserve our attention and respect. Since I started this podcast, I've learned even more about the topic to which I have devoted my life, and I'm honored to have you join me on this ongoing mutual journey of discovery. Let's get down to today's business. Great singers and great singing. Hi everyone and welcome to my Christmas episode of Counter Melody. I'm going to play Christmas songs for you today, but with a difference. These are all art songs or arrangements of folk songs by classical composers. Often the art songs incorporate familiar Christmas songs into the musical framework. I'll point those out as we go. Needless to say, the Germans excel in the Christmas art song. Sadly, here in Germany, we are not having a Christmas this year, or rather, we have to strictly curtail what we would normally be doing in the Christmas season. No Weihnachtsmärkte, no large gatherings, so we have to create goodwill and good cheer however we can. Today we will be examining Christmas in all its various aspects, and let's start with the great German contralto Ernestine Schumann-Heinck singing a song by Engelbert Humperdinck, the composer of Hänsel und Gretel, of course. The text for this song is by Adelheid Wette, who was Humperdinck's sister and who also wrote the libretto for Hänsel und Gretel. This is called Weihnachten. Some of these songs will reflect images of what I call a Biedermeier Christmas, with the family gathered, the, the candles on the tree lit, everyone singing Christmas carols together, the children opening their gifts, and of course a strong dose of the Christmas story mixed in there. That's very much what's reflected in the text of Weihnachten, sung here in a 1927 recording by Ernestine schumann Heinz. Ich 
The next song is one of three that we'll be hearing today by Peter Cornelius from his set of Weihnachtslieder. This is the first song, Weihnachtsbaum. This, once again, is a depiction of a true Biedermeier Christmas. The singer here is Ruth Margret Pütz, one of the leading German lyrical rhetoras in the late 50s through the early 70s. This is a recording that was released as part of an anthology called Weltstars singen Weihnachtslieder. My guess is that it's from the late 60s. Die goats above me so if you hear some thumping and clomping I don't like to complain to my neighbors so we'll just indulge the children that's one of the overriding themes of today's episode how Christmas is for children and we need to see it through their eyes so I'm trying to do that as the dear little mountain goats clomp above my head Now I get to offer you one of my two favorite Christmas recordings of all time. This is Claudia Muzio, my beloved soprano, who you hear at the beginning of every episode of Counter Melody. Here she is singing a song by Max Reger. The original German is Marie Wiegenlied. In translation, it's called La Ninna Nanna della Vergine. Mary sits in the grove of roses and rocks the baby Jesus and the warm summer wind wafts through the trees, and at her feet a little bird sings, Sleep, sleep, sweet child. This song makes use of the beloved Christmas carol, Josef Lieber, Josef Mein. And we're going to be hearing that at least one other time in this podcast episode. Muzio's recording of this, I think, reveals such tenderness and it's interesting because I also hear heartbreak in her characterization of Mary and that's something that we will be returning to in some of the later songs on the episode. This is a recording made in 1935. 
one more Max Reger song for you today. It's called Maria am Rosenstrauch, Mary in the Rose Bower. This has a very similar theme to the one that we just heard Muzio sing. Once again, there's a description of Mary with the baby Jesus. In this case, three little angels come, each one bearing a white rose, and they watch over the baby Jesus as he sleeps. This is sung by the beloved German tenor Peter Schreier from his 1979 recording of Christmas Art Songs with Norman Schettler as his pianist. Now from Ned Roram's set of three medieval poems, the first, A Christmas Carol, sung in this 1964 performance by Charles Pressler, accompanied by Ned Roram himself. In this, the narrator describes seeing a bright light and hearing the Virgin singing to her child. Some people are surprised to hear that Charles Ives wrote a piece like 
A Christmas Carol. There are a few little off-kilter things about it which only add to its charm. There are so many wonderful recordings of this out there, and what I did was I spliced two different singers together. The first verse is sung by Marnie Nixon, accompanied by John McCabe in this 1967 recording, followed by a 1976 recording of the second verse with Jan Degatani and Gilbert Kalish, one of the great artistic partnerships of the 60s and 70s. Now we're going to journey to the frozen north, where we will encounter Edvard Grieg, who wrote a number of Christmas songs. This is from his set of children's songs, Opus 61, Song for the Christmas Tree. I won't even attempt to pronounce the Norwegian. We'll leave that to those among us who know Norwegian. It's a very typical depiction of a children's Christmas. It's sung here by Marianne Hirsti, accompanied by Rudolf Janssen. Rudolf Janssen spearheaded a complete recording of Edvard Grieg's songs at the 150th anniversary of his birth. Yeah, 
Now we're going to hear a song from the cycle Krippenlieder, Songs of the Cradle, by the German composer Josef Haas, who lived from 1879 to 1960. He studied with Max Reger and, in the early 20s, along with Paul Hindemith, whom we will hear later, established the important Donau-Eschinger Festival. These songs are composed in a very traditional musical language, but they're very skillfully done, and each of the six songs has a different kind of refrain. In this case, every verse ends with Hosiana, Hosiana, Alleluia. I'm going to play a truncated version of this song. It's called Weihnachtslegende, Christmas Legend, and it's a retelling of exactly that, the Christmas legend, with Mary and Joseph, the babe in its manger, the shepherds, the Christmas star, and the joy of the season. It's sung here in a live performance from the Frauenkirche in Dresden from December 2000 by Peter Schreier, who died on Christmas Day 2019. a song by one of my favorite composers. You're all going to look askance when I say that, perhaps. Karl Löwe. Karl Löwe was a near contemporary of Schubert, but far outlived him, and wrote these very lengthy ballads, some extending more than half an hour, that tell these epic stories. 
This song is called Des Fremden Kindes Heiliger Christ, The Foreign Child's Christ Child. It tells a story similar to The Little Match Girl by Hans Christian Andersen. It describes a freezing, starving child wandering the streets. Everyone ignores it until suddenly he comes face to face with another child who says to him, I'm the Christ Child. Come with me. I'm going to take you to a better place and indeed takes the child up to heaven with him, where it knows no more hunger, no more sadness, and doesn't remember any of his miserable life on earth. Again, real heart-tugging stuff. I love this kind of stuff. I'm sorry, I just do. I don't have to have a reason. The singer here is Karl Erb, the famous German tenor. I featured him a couple times. In this recording, the orchestra is conducted by Bruno Seidler-Winkler, who was one of his frequent recital partners and often accompanies him on piano in his other leader recordings. Die Lichter zu betrachten, die angezündet sind. Ein jeder Vater lenkt den Sinn auf seine Kinder, die Mutter sie beschenkt, denkt sonst nichts mehr, nichts minder, ans Kindlein niemand denkt. Heiliger Christ, nicht Mutter und nicht Vater hab ich, wenn du's nicht bist. Wo sei du mein Berater, wenn man mich hier vergisst? Das Kindlein reibt die Hand, sie ist verfroster Pfarrer, es kriecht in sein Gewand. Dem Gästchen harre den Blick hinausgewandt. Da kommt mit einem Licht durchs Gästlein hergewallet, in weißem Kleide schlicht, ein ander Kind wie Schalle. Es lieblich, da es spricht. Ich bin der Heilige Christ, war auch ein Kind vor dessen, wie du ein Kindlein bist. Ich will dich nicht vergessen, wenn alles dich vergisst. Dem Kind war's wie im Traum, es langt den Herrgebogen, Englein herab vom Baum, zum Kindlein, das sie zogen, hinauf zum lichten Raum. Kindlein ist zur Heimat eingekehrt bei seinem heiligen Christ. Und was hier wird beschert, es dort leicht vergisst, es dort leicht vergisst. 
now I'm going to bring you the first of a number of songs by Hugo Wolf that we're going to hear today. This is the exquisite Schlafendes Jesus Kind, one of Wolf's settings of the poems of Eduard Mürke, who is a preacher and poet. It's an exquisite meditation on a painting of the Christ child sleeping on the ground in the woods. As he frequently does, Mürke draws attention to the eventual fate of that very peacefully sleeping child. There's so many exquisite recordings of this. I'm presenting to you that by Jorma Hörninen and his frequent recital partner, the distinguished Finnish pianist Ralph Gotoni, in this recording from 1978. Thank you. 
Here's another Hugo Wolf treat for you. This is from his collection called the Spanisches Liederbuch, the Spanish songbook. These poems are settings of texts that originally were written in Spanish, in this case by the poet Lope de Vega. In this poem, Mary calls upon the angels to silence the winds that are blowing through the trees because her baby is asleep. This is the first of several recordings that we'll be hearing today featuring the great German soprano and leader singer Irmgard Seyfried. This recording's from 1959, and as in all the other selections, she is accompanied by Eric Verba. <laughs> One of the most famous Christmas art songs is by Johannes Brahms. It's the second of his songs for alto and viola, opus 91. This is called the Geistliches Wiegenlied, and it uses the same text, Die ihr schwebet um diese Palmen, that we heard Seyfried just sing. Again, there are dozens of gorgeous recordings of this. So many that it was difficult for me to choose. In fact, I couldn't choose. So I'm giving you two different singers, one after the other, not of the entire song, but we're beginning with the 1941 recording with Marian Anderson, William Primrose playing the viola, and Anderson's frequent recital partner, Franz Rupp, playing the piano. When we get to the middle of the piece, I switch to Kathleen Ferrier, the great English contralto, 
She's partnered by the violist Max Gilbert and her frequent recital partner Phyllis Spur in this 1949 recording. As you hear, she takes a very different approach to the song. She takes a much brisker tempo, perhaps reflecting more of the storming winds that are going on around the child. This song also uses the Josef Lieber Josef Mein tune that we heard in the Rega Maria Wiegenlied as it was sung by Muzio earlier.
Now I have a recording that's very special to me, very dear to my heart. That's Ellie Ameling and the late Dalton Baldwin, who died last December, just before his birthday. This is a song from Ellie Ameling's Christmas Songs of Europe album. It's an arrangement of the traditional French carol Entre le Boeuf et l'Anne Gris, and we know it in English, I believe, as Here Mid the Ass and Oxen Mild. Maybe you'll recognize the tune. It's a gorgeous arrangement here by the Dutch composer Willem Piper. Here are Ellie Ameling and Dalton Baldwin in this 1977 recording. We're going to return to the frozen north now, and I'm going to present to you the Finnish mezzo-soprano Lili Pasikivi, who sings a gorgeous song by the Finnish composer Erki Melartin. She sings it in Finnish, but the original text is from the Knaben Wunderhorn. This is a text that was set by several other composers, including Engelbert Humperdinck. The original title of the poem is Christkindlein's Zwiegenlied, A Christ Child's Lullaby. The text reflects the hardship that the little baby Jesus is experiencing, lying in the hard crib with the winds blowing above. And once again, there's an exhortation for the winds to calm down so that the child can sleep. The conductor here is Ulf Söderblom in this 2003 recording. 
There are no stars in today's recording except the Star of Bethlehem, but if there were a vocal star, it would probably be Irmgard Seyfried, whom I featured a couple times on the podcast already and hope to do a full program on in the near future. Here she sings the third of the Cornelius Weihnachtslieder, and we're introduced to the characters of the three wise men. Peter Cornelius wrote this text himself. It's saying the kings brought gifts to the child, and you, child of man, must also take a gift to the Christ child. You must give him your heart. I know some of you might be cringing at that, but I love this song so much. I've sung it many times. If you listen to the accompaniment, you will hear that the vocal line is a counter melody to the cantus firmus of the epiphany song Wie schön leuchtet der Morgenstern. Here are Irmgard Seyfried and Eric Verba in this 1952 recording. I want you to hear specifically how naturally and conversationally Seyfried delivers the text. She's matchless in that regard. Sterne's shine, zum Stalle 
I had mentioned Paul Hindemith a little while ago. Hindemith has a rather austere compositional style. I like very much of his music, and of course, he also wrote two different versions of the Rilke das Marienleben, setting of 15 different songs depicting the life of Mary. But today, I'm featuring something a little less familiar and quite wonderful. Over the course of nearly 20 years from 1941, during the war, until the very late 50s, he wrote a series of 13 motets for high voice, using biblical texts. They're all set in Latin. This one, Cum Natus Esset, again describes the three wise men. The source is the Gospel of Matthew. This is the one occurrence in the four Gospels of the story of the wise men. This is an extended piece lasting nearly eight minutes. I'm not going to be able to present the entire song to you in this context. I encourage you to look it up on YouTube or elsewhere. This piece was premiered by none other than Siegfried and Werber in 1952, the year that they made this recording. This is the final part of the piece describing when the three kings arrived and gave their gifts to the baby Jesus. Thank <laughs> you. 
There are so many poems that describe the Three Kings. Probably one of the most famous is by Heinrich Heine, and it describes the Three Kings asking in every little town and village where they went, how do you get to Bethlehem, little boys and girls? And nobody knew, so they followed the star, and eventually it stopped over Joseph's house, and there a little ox was, what do oxes do? Bellowing, I guess? The child was crying, and the three holy kings sang. This is a setting by Richard Strauss, one of his most lush and extended songs. He also orchestrated it, and we're hearing it in this 1968 performance by the exquisite English singer Elizabeth Harwood, and I'm so happy to finally be able to bring her to you, and I will be devoting a further episode to her in the very near future. But here she is, singing Die Heiligen Drei Könige of Richard Strauss, text by Heinrich Heine. Norman Delmar, the Strauss expert, is conducting the new Philharmonia Orchestra.
take a very slight pause to thank you all for your support again, and to tell you that tomorrow I will be posting an extra episode featuring even more Christmas art songs. If you're interested in that, please pledge your support to me on Patreon at patreon.com countermelody for any amount you pledge. Two dollars and above, you will gain access to this and the other handful of bonus episodes that I have already posted. It's just my little way of saying thank you, and I will also ask you if you would be so kind as to help me get the word out about the podcast. Thank you all, and now back to the program. Christmas Day this year is, for many of us, a very special occasion, and I'll tell you why. It's because our beloved teacher, the great pianist and vocal accompanist John Wussman, is turning 90 years old. I studied with him in the late 80s. He changed my life. I am endlessly grateful to him, and I truly love him. I was originally planning to do an episode all about him, and I still may do that, but I'm featuring him today in two songs by his beloved Hugo Wolf, a composer that he treasures with all his heart. One of my projects with him in doing my master's was a complete performance of Wolf's Italienisches Liederbuch. John was a frequent partner of the French soprano Régine Crespin, who has also been featured on the podcast before. This is from a live recital that the two of them did together at Hunter College in November 1967. John told me himself that he introduced Crespin to the music of Hugo Wolf. They made a recording of several of his songs for London Decca Records. This song, which they did not record commercially, is called which they did not record commercially is called Epiphanias. Epiphany. The text is by Goethe, and it's a comic depiction of the Three Kings. Those three kings, following that star, they eat and they drink, but they sure don't like to pay, and each of them describes himself. The first one says, I'm super handsome, if you could only see me in the daytime, but alas, dragging all these spices around to give to this child, I'll never find a girl for myself. Second one says, I'm the tall brown-haired one, very well known to both women and for my singing. I'm bringing gold, and therefore, everyone will always welcome me. And I'm the last one, the smallest one. I'm black, and I also like to eat and drink, and unlike the others, I will at least thank you for feeding me and giving me something to drink. Then the kings get there, and they find out that it's just the mother and the child and Joseph, and there are no beautiful women hanging around. So they give their gifts, and they go on their way. It's a very amusing piece, given a vivid performance by Crespin and my dear teacher, John Wussmann. <laughs> Yeah. 
Now, on the other side of the Hugo Wolf coin, we have the song Auf ein altes Bild. This is a companion piece to the Schlafendes Jesus Kind that we heard Herninen and Gotoni do a little while ago. In this song, the great American soprano Susan Dunn, whose career was guided by none other than John Wussman, and who performed complete cycles of the Myrica Lieder while she was studying with him, reunited with him several decades later, and they recorded that collection of songs together in a recording which was released in 2010. So there's a touching history to this performance. And the song itself also is exquisitely touching. Auf ein altes Bild, upon seeing an old painting, describes a beautiful summer landscape and how the sinless child plays on the lap of the Virgin. But if you see in the distance already, there is a tree growing that will become the cross. In so many of these songs, there is the hint of unrest, the foreshadowing of what was to happen to this beautiful child. One more Peter Cornelius song for you today. That's called Christus der Kinderfreund, Christ, the Friend of Children. This is the fifth of the Weihnachtslieder. And again, we have this idea that Christmas is for children, and the text evokes Jesus' call, Suffer the little children to come unto me. And in the second half of the song, the narrator ponders upon the Christmas tree and how it brings back memories of his own Christmases as a child. 
And when he sees the beauty of that setting, he feels as if it would almost be possible to become a child again and to experience this scene through such innocent eyes. And when I sang this song, I always focused on the almost part of that text. In this 1971 recording, it's sung by Hermann Prey. He's accompanied by Leonard Hokanson. Das zarte Knäblein ward ein Mann, erlöst uns aus der Sünde Doch neigt er freundlich immer da und liebend sich zur Kinderschar. Habt ihr den Ruf des Herrn vernommen, des Heilands Stimme mild und weich? Lasset die Kleinen zu mir kommen, denn ihrer ist das There's another beautiful song cycle of Christmas songs, this one by the composer Richard Trunk. I'm now going to play two examples from that. The first is called Christbaum. It's actually the seventh and final song of the cycle. And once again, it reflects very much the nostalgic longing that we heard in the previous song. Look at this scene of the children laughing and opening their gifts and see yourself as if in a dream, once again reliving your own childhood. It's performed in this 1969 recording by the German baritone Wolfgang Anheiser, who, had he not died at an early age from injuries sustained in a fall in a performance in Cologne, would no doubt be better remembered today. In this performance, he is accompanied by the pianist Julius Severin, Hörst auch du die leisen Stimmen aus den bunten Kerzlein dringen, die vergessenen Gebiete aus den Tannenzweiglein singen. 
Hörst auch du das schüchtern frohe, helle Kinderlachen klingen? Schaust auch du den stillen Engel mit den reinen weißen Schwingen? Schaust auch du dich selber wieder, fern und fremd dich wie im Traum? Grüß auch dich mit Märchen Augen, deine Kindheit aus dem This next song for me is the real treasure of this cycle. It's called Idylle or Idol. It's the sixth song of the cycle. And again, it's describing Mary lulling her son to sleep, Joseph, the old man, dozing off and snoring softly and contentedly. Meanwhile, four angels sit on a branch above and sing gently to the child, more beautifully than any nightingale could do. Mary has dozed off to sleep. She opens her eyes with difficulty and gazes down upon her child. Her heart is heavy and filled with anxiety. A tear falls onto her hand and shines in the moonlight like a diamond. The singer here is the baritone Olaf Beer, who began his career in the 1980s as a young phenomenon and who in 1999 recorded this beautiful album all of Christmas art songs in the German tradition. He's accompanied by Helmut Deutsch. Über Wald hier, 
We must acknowledge that Christmas time is not always a happy time for people, and it may be particularly challenging this year. I am going to offer a setting by Peter Warlock of a poem by Bruce Blunt that was written expressly for him, and it's called The Frostbound Wood. Mary, that was the child's mother, met me in the frostbound wood. Her face was lovely and care-laden under her white hood. She who once was heaven's chosen moved in loneliness to me, the slow grace and weary beauty pitiful to see. Bethlehem could hear sweet singing, Peace on earth, the Savior's come. Here the trees were dark, the heavens without stars, and dumb. Past she went, with no word spoken, past the grave of him I slew, myself the sower of the woodland, and my heart, the yew. And the yew, in this case, is the yew tree, which symbolizes both death and immortality, since it is a long-lived tree and yet a poisonous one. This is an extraordinary setting by Peter Warlock, who did a number of Christmas-themed compositions. This one is so stark and so grim. It's sung in this 1980 recording by the British tenor Ian Partridge, accompanied by his sister Jennifer Partridge. An extraordinary performance. <laughs> 
song that is the single Christmas offering by Claude Debussy it is, I believe, the last piece that he ever wrote. He wrote it during the war, and it's called Noël des enfants qui n'ont plus de maison, the Christmas of the homeless children. The children who narrate this say, we have no more houses, the enemy has taken everything, even our beds, and they burnt everything, the school and the schoolmaster. They burnt down our church and the little baby Jesus and that poor old man who couldn't escape. Papa has gone to war and mother is dead before she saw all this happen. What are we going to do? Please, baby Jesus, don't go to the houses of our enemy. Punish them. Avenge the children of France, the Belgians, the Serbs, and the little poles, too. And if we've left people out, please forgive us. We don't need toys. We just need bread. Listen to us, baby Jesus. We don't have any wooden shoes anymore. In France, the children receive their Christmas presents in their wooden shoes. We don't have any of those anymore. But please grant victory to the children of France. 
It's performed here by the Dutch baritone Bernard Cruisson and the pianist Noel Lee. The song just gives me chills. Nous n'avons plus de maison. Les ennemis sont tout pris, tout pris, tout pris, jusqu'à notre petit lit. Ils ont brûlé l'école et notre maître aussi. Ils ont brûlé l'église et Monsieur Jésus-Christ. Et le vieux pauvre qui n'a pas pu s'en aller. Les ennemis sont tout pris, tout pris, tout pris jusqu'à notre petit lit. Bien sûr, papa est à la guerre, pauvre maman est morte. Avant d'avoir vu tout ça, qu'est-ce que l'on va faire? Noël, petit Noël, n'allez pas chez eux, n'allez plus jamais chez eux, punissez-les. song Noël, composed by Gabriel Fauré. It depicts a very, very different scene, much like the German songs that we were hearing earlier, again referencing the three kings, bringing their gifts to the child, and saying, people, follow the example of the shepherds, because this child will be your king. In this 1964 performance, we hear Eileen Farrell, a beloved favorite of mine, as my frequent listeners know, accompanied by the pianist George Trovillo.
going to hear what I think is the most magical of all of the Christmas settings by none other than Maurice Ravel, who over the course of his entire life continued to celebrate the world of childhood. So many of these songs that we have been hearing have adult narrators looking back and wishing that they could recreate the world of childhood. Ravel never lost that innocence, and it's one of the things that I most treasure about his music. This song is called The Noël des Jouets, Christmas of the Toys, and it describes perhaps a toy shop coming to life. It describes all of the adorable toys that are coming to life and singing Noël, 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 led by the beautiful, unbreakable angels that are suspended by brass wires watching over the entire scene. This performance is by Denise Duval and Francis Poulenc, a 1958 performance live from Bordeaux.
The last songs that we're going to hear are all arrangements of traditional carols, two French ones, three Spanish ones. The first is the song Il Sommeillait le Pauvre Patre, a Noel from the Auvergne region, arranged by none other than Joseph Conteloube, who did so many beautiful and very artful arrangements of the songs of the Auvergne. The shepherd is sleeping, and the angel wakes him and tells him that he must go, leave his flock, and follow the angel immediately. But the shepherd says, But my sheep, what will happen to them? The wolf will get them. And the angel responds, It's a blessed night. Jesus will protect your flock tonight. In this 1956 recording, we hear the French soprano Geneviève Touraine, accompanied by the distinguished French pianist, coach, and accompanist Irene Aitoff. next song is another folk song arrangement. This is a carol from the Bourgogne in France, arranged by the composer Maurice Emmanuel. It's called Noël Auxois, and it's sung by the brother of Geneviève Touraine, Gérard Souzet, 
whom, as you know, is one of my very favorite singers. He's accompanied by the late Dalton Baldwin in this live performance, possibly given for radio. I've been unable to scare up the exact details of this performance. It's calling the shepherds to leave their flocks and go to the baby Jesus. The song builds over the course of its very short duration to an uncontained excitement. La voûte cordon si vite, Pierrot sans chépia. Corri, corri, tout nanette qui te tendrupia. Qui te tendrupia, nanette qui te tendrupia. Le chiqui de mythisme, amitant de près. Et va voir une merveille qui te va compter. Et va voir une merveille qui te va compter. Le Seigneur que Dieu nous veille à l'essai de Alors ce dans la paille dans un vieux chesse. Alors ce dans la paille dans un vieux chesse. Now, as I said, I have three viancicos for you. Those are Spanish Christmas carols. The first is arranged by Joaquin Rodrigo. It's called Pastorcito Santo, and it's once again a setting of a poem by Lope de Vega, who provided the original Spanish text for the settings by Hugo Wolf and Johannes Brahms that we heard earlier. This song asks the question, Why are you getting up so early in the morning, shepherd? Why is it so important to be going out in the cold? The response, of course, that there is a little child to whom he must bring wool so that he may be kept warm. This performance is by the wonderful Argentinian mezzo-soprano Bernarda Fink. It's a beautiful, true voice. I've always enjoyed her performances. Here she's accompanied by pianist Roger Vignolas.
the last two songs are settings by Joaquin Nin of Spanish carols. The first is called Jesus de Nazaret, Jesus of Nazareth. A child is born of flowers and dressed in love. He is the Lord of loves. He is the Lord of lords. I find this to be an extraordinary performance of an extraordinary song. This is not a singer that I normally care for all that much, but I have to say, I think in this 1974 performance, she's fantastic. And is none other than Marilyn Horn. She's accompanied here by Martin Katz.
Now as a special treat for the final song, I'm going to offer you another setting by Joaquin Nin of a Viancico. This is called Viancico Vasco. This is a translation from the Basque. It's one of a series of 10 Christmas carols for which Joaquin Nin wrote arrangements. Come home, child, and eat soft chestnuts to celebrate Christmas night with your father and mother. Father will laugh and mother will be extremely happy. The singer here is Igor Gorin, a baritone who was born in what is today the Ukraine, was then part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. The family eventually moved to Vienna. Gorin trained as a cantor and became the head cantor at one of the leading synagogues in Vienna. The family had to flee Hitler, and he settled in the United States, where he became a very popular opera and radio star, and eventually a naturalized citizen. This is certainly among the most beautiful baritone voices that I have ever heard in my life, and I think it's a beautiful way to end this holiday program. My dear friends, we have one last episode in this year. Please join me then. Keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Gundlach. Happy holidays. <laughs>